0: <clears throat> Happy Friday, everybody, and welcome to Zero to Sixty. I'm your host Matt McChesney, as always, on the Bleed Network. Uh, big shout out to Bleed for all that they do. They've been a great host for my show and, and as many others. Um, <clears throat> it's been a, a, a pretty awesome four months, and we're really looking to the future here in 2024. We got a great guest for you today. Uh, my old co-host uh, on Altitude Sports Radio, and the current co-host of Dempsey and Company. You can see them all over Altitude uh TV, altitude sports, radio, the Nuggets coverage. Uh, if if it's known about uh, sports and especially the NBA, Mr. Chris Dempsey, uh, my main man, uh, is going to be on the show today, and it'll take you back uh, to to every Monday and Friday. Uh, before they told me I was a filling guy. So, <clears throat> like I said, this show is brought to you by our good friends at Bet Online, just like they always are. Bet Online continues to be the number one source for all your better wagering needs, including pro and college hoops. Uh, the tourney's about to start. I see you and UCLA played last night. They had a tight one in Westwood. Uh, you know, see if the bus can make the tourney. The CU women are, are slated to be a number one seed. So, you know, CSU looks like they're going to make the tourney. So all that's going to be fun. There's nothing better than betting on a little bit of March Madness that is right around the corner as February is the shortest month. Uh, and the NBA being at the All-Star break right now with about 27 games left. We'll talk to Demps about all this uh, at, you know, at, at length with the with the Nuggets. You know battling for uh, playoff seating but with all these tight games and the Western Conference being as tight as it is, uh, we'll talk about the trade deadline and LeBron moving and the possibility of the nuggets being able to climb and get a better seed for the playoffs and so on and so forth and teach you you know the the best ways to maybe bet online for your for your NBA wagering needs so, just make sure that when you head to bet online today uh, to become part of the team, you remember to use the Como Pro Believe, that's B-L-E-A-V, and you'll get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's pretty big time. You deposit $100, bucks, they give you 50% back. Uh, bet online, the game starts here, and we roll here on 0-60 to 60 on the Believe Network. My man Chris Dempsey is right there. Yeah, what is hey, going on, my guy? It's been a God. long time. Man, you still look good. Still looking good. Shit. I'll tell you, the show just got monumentally better looking because you're on it. So, uh, look, you can see Chris all over Altitude. Obviously, Chris and I did a show together forever on 92.5, and I miss you, bro. I'm not going to lie. Um, how are you? Welcome to the show. It's the first time we've had you on, and uh, it, it's good to see your face and hear your voice, brother. What's happening?
1: Yeah, man. I appreciate you being on. I miss you, too. Yeah. Um, you know, it's been uh, it's been busy, <laughs> you know, it's been Nuggets on radio and the uh, Nuggets played so many games right, off, right at the beginning of the season that uh, now yeah, you just mentioned there's only 27 games left. So uh, stretch run is happening and um, all the things. So uh, it's been busy, but busy is good. And, uh, you know, you know, so here we are.
0: Look, we'll, we'll see if the Nuggets can repeat. We'll talk about the NBA as we get uh, later on the show here. We got about 25 minutes. Uh, Zero to 60 as we roll, we get there quick. So look, Super Bowl just got done. It's been a week. A lot of like the, you know, unfortunately there was a, like a gang related shooting at the Super Bowl. That's terrible. But you got to see leadership and you got to see the community come together and Taylor Swift donating money. And there's in an awful situation, hopefully something good can come out of that. We're not really going to focus on that, but it was awful. I, we had to say something about it. Yeah. But the Chiefs repeat the first time since the Patriots in uh, 04 05. The Broncos were the team before that that did it. There's only been four or five teams in history that have repeated. Um, and now Kansas City's one of them, bro. Like, yeah. before we get into what happened in the game, Dempse, uh, you and I have talked about this for years. I mean, just years. And they stack another ring. Mahomes gets another MVP. Goes for over three hundred. He's down by ten points again in the Super Bowl and wins again. I mean, bro, what are we watching right now? Is this just as great as I think it is?
1: Yeah, I think you're right, man. And and not only that, because this was supposed to be the year everybody gets the Chiefs, right? I mean, that this is this is not their best team, but the defense yeah. was, obviously was was great. But uh, it's. If you couldn't get them this year, I don't know what year you're going to get them. Um, maybe Joe Burrow will have something to say about that next year. But uh, we're witnessing greatness, and we're witnessing a dynasty. And I, I you know, these things as you just outlined—it's so rare in the NFL that these teams do this because it's so hard to do this. You know, I mean, the, the any given Sunday aspect of the NFL makes it so that if you just have a slip up, a little bit of a slip up, um, you will lose, and somebody else will win. And the teams have avoided that. Uh, for years now, and so, and when you look at Patrick Mahomes, it's, uh, you know, there's nothing he can't do, it almost, it's, you know, what he kind of reminds me of, and see if you agree with this, uh, I don't know, but it it, it reminds me of Peyton Manning a little bit, insofar as it almost doesn't matter the wide receivers that are around him, like, he gets the most out of whoever is on the field with him, and that quality is, you know, not everybody has that, man.
0: And, like, I've only seen that. Look, you see, good quarterbacks elevate guys constantly. That's true, but you also see, like high quality receivers with high quality quarterbacks, like when Montana had Rice and Taylor. Like you're you're cutting people up when Bradshaw had Swan, you know, and Stallworth. You're cutting people up. So when Peyton had, you know, Harrison and Wayne and Dallas Clark cutting people up, when Tom Brady had. You know, Moss and Welker, he didn't win Super Bowls. Mm-mm. But when he had David Patton and Dion Branch, yeah, he won three. Yeah. So, you know, I, I watched Patrick Mahomes in this Super Bowl with a bunch of no names and then the mainstay Travis Kelsey, who might be the best big play tight end ever. I mean, him and Gronk have got a battle for that, for that uh for that crown, but I'm watching my homes elevate all these kids. And like you said, they weren't supposed to be there this year. They went on the road. They beat Miami, who was at one time thought to be the best team in the, in the NFL. They beat Buffalo, who was as hot as you could get in the playoffs and was killing people in Orchard Park, which – I didn't think they could do, and they did by three. They go on the road and beat the MVP in Baltimore the first time they've ever hosted the AFC title game. And then they go in the Super Bowl, and they beat the most stacked team in the NFL, in my opinion, other than the quarterback position in the San Francisco 49ers. I mean, it's it's a run for the ages, in my opinion. Can they 3 Chris Dempsey? Uh, yeah, I'm not going to bet against it. <laughs> I,
1: I have, you know, this year – maybe it was the most instances of me saying, well, you know, I think, I think Baltimore is going to get the Chiefs and then they didn't do it. Oh, I think the 49ers are going to get the Chiefs and then they didn't do it. So uh, I, I, you will not hear me say no to that question. Um, yes, they can probably they'll do it and or they can do it. Uh, and, and, and look, you know, they're going to shore up the wide receiver position in, in a way that uh, it was shaky this year, obviously. Yeah. So um, that. I would expect will improve. I don't know if they can keep every single player on the defense, but that defense will still be, um, you know, I would, I would guess top 10 at, you know, at at the worst. Uh, And so they'll make another run at it. But uh, I got to say this really while we're talking the thing I hated the most about the Super Bowl was John Elway walking through the sea with the trophy. What What was that?
0: What was that? Uh, I had, I had stink on, on Monday, right? Mark Schlerer and, and we were talking about this and I brought it up and I was like, Mark, what is this, bro? Like, how can we, how can this happen? And I guess Zonka, Larry Zonka, the great fullback for the for the undefeated Dolphins back in the day, him and Elway were part of this, like, you know, the, they always have a great walk up the Super Bowl trophy, right? Right. Zonka just handed it to Elway, though. Why couldn't Elway hand it to Zonka and then what? he could walk it up? Right. Because that's a that was a bad look. And like Broncos country's freaking out because you know, and I both know, we right. both know that there's a lot of people that don't like the Duke, and yeah, I don't understand that at all. He's been responsible for every time the Broncos are relevant; always involved. So I understand it's a bad look, but he—I think he was set up for that. Like Stink said, that he thinks it's one of those circumstances where, like. You get a phone call, right? You're like, hey, in a month from now, we're gonna do this awesome event. It's gonna be kick ass. You're like, yeah, let's do it. Fucking hey. And then it gets there and you're like, wait, I have to do what? Yeah. I know. I (laughs) I gotta put on a tutu and run around the party. I don't know about that shit. So yeah, that that was a bad look, dog. How did you feel when you saw it? I know that you looked at the team and you're like, What the fuck is this? Yeah, Jazz, I turned it off.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, because I I couldn't bear to watch my hero walk the doggone trophy to the Chiefs when I know him. this guy smacked that team down yeah, far more it. often than he didn't. And I was just, oh, it, it hurt me so much. And, I mean, and, and,
0: and, be, and the it, fact it, that John won so much against them, it might be like a little bit of a slight towards them. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I know, just like uh, here's the guy that used to smack you down all the time. Yeah, it just was. Um,
0: like was here's Mahomes giving
1: Mahomes <laughs> the, the trophy. I, facts, facts. Yeah, no, I I figured it was. Obviously, you know, look, he, he agreed to do this lo- far before he knew the Chiefs were even yeah. going to be in the Super Bowl. Um, and then I'm sure he was crossing his fingers the entire game that the 49ers would win. Yes, the-, <laughs> <pan> the-, <laughs> the trophy to all his boys in the 49ers organization. But uh, it is what it is. But uh, but the Chiefs are truly great man. And um, I don't know if uh, – I don't know who will knock them off and when that will be. But uh, that team's got a-, a-,
0: a big task ahead of them. Absolutely, they do. And look, on YouTube here, everybody watching, thank you for watching. Uh, make sure you like and subscribe. We appreciate all the support. We're almost to 4,000 uh, 4, subscribers on the YouTube page, so we really, really appreciate that. And we just hit 230,000 on TikTok, and we're rolling there, so we really appreciate all that, too. We'll be going live here. For We just got the Twitch feed set up here at the gym, and we got all the cameras going in this weekend. So we're going to be announcing next week some pretty big moves down here at the facility, uh, going just straight online and and trying to maximize all this as much as humanly possible. But Dempsey said something very, uh, you know, revealing there when we're talking. And the Chiefs winning, but how they won is a point of contention here. And, you know, the 49ers taking the ball. I'm going to play a clip here, and we'll talk over it a little bit. But just watch and listen to this.
1: Which way you wanna kick it? Do you call it? They call it. They call it, right? Well, they got a coin flip. Yeah, they call the they coin call flip. It. It's their coin flip, right? Which way do you want to kick it?
0: We want the ball, Fred. San Francisco, you are still the visitors. What is your call? Tails again. He called Tails again. It is Tails. Oversee. You want the ball, which way you want to kick? We're gonna kick that way. San Francisco received first okay. over time. Good luck, gentlemen. They want it. They want the ball. They wanted it. Hey, they want it. They wanted it, baby. We want them to have the ball. They want it. They can have it. Hey, even if we score a touchdown, they still get oh, the ball. Oh, I didn't know that. that. If we won the toss, we are going to kick off, too. We got what we want. <sighs> what? John, Kyle Yuschek went to Harvard, dog. Yeah. You know, like yeah. little things that happen in the meeting room, as you know, that get overlooked. And this is, this is egregious. Like, this is, Steve Wilkes gets fired for the, defense oh my gosh, taking, taking yeah. Kansas City to overtime, like another black coach getting fucked. And Steve Wilkes gets fired after one year with that great defense. And this is actually the problem. Like, I'm I know. not saying Kyle Shanahan should be fired, but. I, I don't know who's responsible for this part of the game plan but this is kind of a big deal to go into overtime and not know that yeah. they get the ball back if they score and to take it you win the toss and you put yourself in the target what are you
1: doing? I know it's a, it's 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 one of the biggest mistakes that we've ever seen you know they always see they always say leave no stone unturned well that was I mean they they didn't even look at that stone <laughs> they didn't even look at it bro. I didn't even look at it and Anchez it's not just like this is a Super Bowl rule it's a playoffs rule. So like you should have known really? this yes, you should have known this just going into the playoffs in general even if you didn't think the Super Bowl would go into overtime, it didn't matter. and then to hear the chiefs go yeah well we've been we've been uh, focused on this since training camp and it, like that is the total difference between those two. Um, coaches and that, uh, like how that is run. One hundred percent. And it was, it was tough. And and and, Chaz, man, the firing of Steve Brooks, I, I couldn't believe. I, my jaw hit the ground. But it hit the ground because I think, especially when you went into the Super Bowl, given the way I, the San Francisco defense would have been one that you would have thought, okay, well, let's all right, buckle up, let's let's see what's he, what, let's see what they can do, and then they came out and they played great. And the game plan, yes, and the game plan was great. And it was in no way his fault that they lost that game. And that one, it it burns me up so much because it was a total misdirection from the mistakes, the very many mistakes that Kyle Shanahan made in that game. To scapegoat this dude for that, come on, man. I mean, that's the worst look ever. You know what Kyle Shanahan should have done was you sit up in front of that media, you say, I made the worst mistake of my career,
0: Excellent. and then you just wear it, and then oh, you yeah. go home, and that's what you do. And look, and, Shan, Shanahan should take a playbook from the, a quarterback. Like, a quarterback, if he screws up something like that, right? Like, let's just say one of the quarterbacks made a monumental mistake that's not necessarily gameplay, that's like management, or he took a timeout the wrong time, or won it, spiked the ball on four down, something stupid, and it cost him the game. Most quarterbacks would get up there and say, This is on me. Yep. I screwed up. I gotta take accountability for it. Yeah. The head coach doesn't need to go down that road. Like, I think this could be the thing that splits the San Francisco 49ers. Like, there's there's players trying to defend the coach, the, the defensive coordinators getting fired, there's disgruntled defensive guys. Dre Greenlaw's getting hurt, running mm-hmm. on the field. Like, there's a lot of emotion and a lot of like hurt feelings. And this is the kind of shit like I don't think that San Francisco can can like lose three or four Super Bowls and stay together like the Buffalo teams did. Like yeah. that's a different era. Mm-hmm. This is the kind of thing that splinters an organization, in my opinion. Yeah,
1: because it's all because it's being built off a, uh, a fabric of um, pointing fingers other players. Yes. And when you start to do that, you start to rip away at the foundation that you have here. Right. And if, even the players that are defending the coach – they know that he was in the wrong, and so uh, it's it, this is you know, the the best organization says, as you well know, from the top down, are solid. And if you gotta wear it as the head coach, then you just have to wear it because what you don't want is to fracture your locker room. Now players are taking sides, and and so so now what's that doing for for your locker room and your culture going forward? And, and instead of just saying, you know. I, I didn't think I didn't think I, I didn't think this game was going into overtime. We weren't prepared for that. Also part two to that um is uh for for don't double down on that in the press conference. Oh well, I wanted to get the, we wanted the ball third. Really because they were going for two, <laughs> they just scored the touch. You never were getting the ball You're back. No was getting the
0: ball back. Right. I just and look, I think that maybe the NFL should avoid this by just adopting this rule for every game. We yeah. Any ties like I love, I love that rule for overtime in general because it's more football. We got an extra quarter of football before they cut us off until August. Like I was sitting there like, this is awesome. Yeah. So, but I, I would love the NFL to just adopt the rule altogether because look, I'm not trying to cause an excuse here as the head coach of the San Francisco 49ers, Kyle Shanahan, you need to know this rule. If we knew it sitting there, we're like, Hey, every, you know, you both guys get a possession now and we're sitting in our living rooms and we know the head coach should know that said though, the fact that there's different rules for the regular season and the playoffs is probably not beneficial for the NFL moving forward. Right, right. No, I, I, some consistency, which is really hard for the National Football League anyway.
1: <laughs> that, that, is a, that is a true statement. <laughs> yeah, but no, I, I agree with you. I agree with you because, um, you know, I, I don't. I, I guess I don't understand why it would be different. You know, it, it's it's um, you you make that uniform and. And then coaches like Kyle Shanahan don't have to worry about it because they already know the rule because it's only one rule. But um, it's uh, it, it, the then we'll see what happens with the competition committee and all that all that stuff here in, in the offseason because I I think maybe that might get addressed.
0: I'll tell you though, it, it seems like there's always something in the Super Bowl these days. Mm-hmm. Last year was the Bradbury hold. The year before that, remember the T Higgins play that didn't got called? Oh yeah. There's always something. There's always like a controversy or the refs or a bad call. And I, I'd like to just see a clean Super Bowl where we talk about the game and not necessarily all the bullshit around it. So we'll see. Uh, I'm sure the Chiefs are going to three peep, but our Denver Broncos, speaking with the great Chris Dempsey here from 92.5 Alpitude, make sure you listen to him every day from 10 to noon. He's off right now with the All Star break, getting a couple days of. Uh, of reprieve much needed as he's on the road with the nuggets for the year as well uh with Scotty and Vic and everybody else uh that family down there's tight and uh, I love my time down at altitude for sure and it really helped me mature as a as a uh you know a guy on the radio and Dempse is a huge part of that helping me through you know the being gone from a meathead uh to being a little bit more uh unpolished so maybe not a meathead but you know maybe uh, we'll, we'll figure it out but look when you're moving into the Broncos now, yeah. and you're talking about draft picks, they're sitting at 12. I saw a mock draft yesterday where Brock Bowers fell to them at 12, and then they trade back at 31 with the San Francisco 49ers to get Bo Nix. Mm-hmm. That looks like a pretty good draft to me, although you're giving up some stuff to get it. I don't want them to go this route though. Now, <laughs> I don't I'm taking want taking them with my number one pick. I'm not, I'm just, I, I'm, I'm not even going to explain it. He paints his nails. <laughs> I, I, where do you think the Broncos are going to go? Do you want them to trade up? Is it just a bunch of, of bullshit or do they just take the best player available at 12 and move on?
1: Yeah. You know, what's so interesting about that is
0: I I, I try
1: to listen, as you well know, I really try to dissect when people are talking. And so Sean Payton has talked a couple of Super Bowl week. He was doing a lot of interviews. And in a couple of them, he just mentioned there was one particular that caught my ear when he said, look, um, we're not going to do what everybody thinks we should do. Um, we're going to do what we think is the best. And if we would have done that in the past, we wouldn't have drafted Alvin Kamara. And when he said that, I thought, whoa, there's OK, there's a universe here where they're not taking a quarterback and they might take like a Brock Bowers right there. Um you know, the interesting thing to me, Ches, is I just don't know where Nick's and Penix are gonna fall. Like I, I don't I don't have a real read on that. Because if you know that you can get them later, then yeah, take you know, take the best player available at 12, trade down, get one of those quarterbacks, and I'm with you. That's a great draft, just right off the top. Um but I, it, it's hard to know. He's hard to read. And because we don't have a track record of watching his draft here with the Broncos, um, we don't know, but I, but I, but I, but Chaz, I really want him to get a quarterback in this draft. I, I do. And I just, even if it's you sit him and you, you have a bridge quarterback of some sort uh, while, while a young quarterback gets up to speed, that that's fine too. But I just want a different individual that we can look at and maybe have some hope that he can be, the quarterback for this team going forward because I'm just the the bad quarterback play with this franchise, Ches man. It's, uh, I, I can't with it anymore. I can't. It's, it's holding them back and making them, making us look at this team and go, we should blow them up. We should like what it's you have no idea what you, what, what to do because you never got this one position settled in to make everything around make sense. So it's just, um it's, it's kind of a mess, man.
0: So, okay, I've heard a lot of speculation that Russ is just going to get cut. I heard a lot of speculation that they're trying to trade him. I saw him in a Raider jersey once. That's <laughs> a lot of speculation that they're trying to restructure, and he wants to stay and be the bridge. Yeah, Could Russ, could, in your eyes, could he stay and be the bridge and then draft somebody underneath him and, you know, see if that works? Or is this bridge burned between Peyton and Russell Wilson? Well, it's
1: a good question. I can, no I can't no wait.
0: future, as they say.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. I, well, and I can't wait to hear what you have to say about this, too, because, uh, you know, I I think that there is a way that they the, the these two can work together and Russell Wilson could totally be the bridge between, you know, until you get your, your next quarterback. You know, what we saw from Russell Wilson under Nathaniel Hackett and then what we saw from Russell Wilson... Under Sean Payton are two vastly different things. Yeah. I mean, he he was a better quarterback under Sean Payton. Now the difference here is that Nathaniel Hackett would just be like, "Hey Russ, it's great. Whatever you want to do, man." And, Russ, <laughs> I know. And Sean Payton's like, "You know these six things that I told you to do. I can't work with you anymore, ever." And I'm like, "You can't work with him ever." <laughs> so it's I I if Sean Payton can kind of work through that a little bit. Uh, and just say, look at the facts, which the facts are he's, he was much better under you. And that could be an ab- absolute foundation going into year two. Then, yes, he could be your quarterback. But I, I for some reason, Chaz, I, I just don't think that Sean Payton can get through it.
0: And I think he wants Russ gone. Yeah, I think he hates his ass. I really do. I, think <laughs> yeah, I do too. He walks in and Sean's like, Russ is here. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and when Sean walks in the room, everybody in the room goes, Sean, here, That's <laughs> true.' It's true. Hey, but I agree with you, like on the draft part of this, that Bowers is probably the pick at 12. I don't know any great teams these days that don't have a middle of the field massive weapon, and our tight end play is poo poo to say the least. Troutman's a good player, but he's not elite. So, okay. So, moving forward here with the Broncos, everybody seems to think this is going to be a rebuild, and maybe they just need a total tear down and rebuild. Like we've been throwing, you know, trying to just spackle the wall here for shit, nine years, 10 years. Yeah. So, in your opinion, just real quick, do you think they just need to tear it to the studs and get rid of all the veterans and Roll, or are they still a quarterback away? Because I've been hearing this quarterback away bullshit for a long time.
1: <laughs> I know, I know. We've gone around and around about this on Not our man, show. Terrible. I know. <laughs> um, you know, I, it's hard. You know, I Here's how I'll, I'll, I'll attack this question. So they have that $85 million uh, dead, dead cap.
0: Um, oh, yeah, that's bigger. the biggest number in history, by the way. Right. The biggest uh, dead cap number in the history of the National Football League.
1: Yeah, that's it's horrendous.
0: Um uh, there's a there's a school of
1: thought that you just take that entire hit next season, trade away some guys, and then Ooh. rebuild it, you know, starting the year after. And that is a situation that I have resisted a lot, but I'm opening up to it.
0: <laughs> you have to at this point.
1: Yeah, uh, you know, because as you well know, I, I was one of those people who thought they were just a quarterback away. And – I, what we saw with that offense is no real great skill position players i don't really see a lot of hope you know I, I was a big jerry judy guy i still think he'll he's a i still think he'll be a good wide receiver just not with the broncos um it's and you know it's um you know i the, the, the offense needs to be completely overhauled and if that's going to be the case then you might as well take what you can get off the defensive side as well and maybe move on, move on from it to get some more assets back so you can rebuild that. You know, Kansas, they, they did start retooling that defense in the middle of the season with younger players, giving them roles. So they got uh, a lot better
0: when they did it too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I, that has started on the defensive side and I think that'll continue in some cases. I don't know if Josie Jewel will be back, you know, guys like that, but um, the offensive side has got to do the same thing. And, and that wide receiver room has to be – I, I, I don't know who – maybe Cortland Sutton, as a re- he, was, he was massive in the red zone. He really was. But maybe outside of that, I don't know who comes back.
0: All right. So, last question here for the Broncos before we get into the Nuggets and then get you out of here. And really, thank you for coming on the show, brother. Um, do you think that the Penners and the Walmart folks and everybody, all the different owners and all the different talking heads – Condoleezza Rice and everybody that's involved in the process of moving the Broncos into the stratosphere, because it's easily the most, it's the richest organization in sports period. So with that kind of money behind you, you can pretty much get anything done. If you have money, you can make money. Are they going to be patient enough for Sean Payton to actually do what he wants to do? Or is this going to get, if they have a bad year next year, is the noise going to be so loud that Sean just wants to leave and that was like a mutual parting and it was just a bad fit. How do you feel that going forward?
1: It's a good question. I, I think from the ownership standpoint, see, I, I think when you're a business owner, like the, like to that level, Walmart level, you have to have a level of patience when things go wrong because things just don't, you, you can't just snap your fingers and fix things like that, but you can put your business or now this franchise on a road where you know that over time it's going to be exactly where you want it to be and so i think that's exactly where they are with this they trust sean payton like i guess i guess it's their first coach so i can't they don't have a track record but they really do trust him i mean they are literally letting him get rid of a quarterback who they're going to take a massive dead cap hit and have to still pay this said individual because Sean Payton says he can't work with him. And if that doesn't show you respect and, um, hey, we 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 turn this over to you to get us where we need to be, then I don't know what does. And so I think they completely trust him. I think as long as he has the pinners in their corner, Sean Payton will also be able to knock out, block out the noise because I think Walmart's also an organization that has had a lot of uh, noise around it for whatever for various reasons w- as well and they have proven to be able to block that out so um I think that they want to work with him um they are able to block out the noise I think they really want this franchise to be to get back to where it was um, I I truly do believe that I think they were embarrassed the first year when they came in and everything fell apart um, we've seen massive investments into the stadium obviously and now they're um redoing the practice facility uh, so this is not a game to them. You know, they want to get this to where it needs to be. You know it's interesting, Chez? I was I was uh, scrolling through on Instagram, and then there was this chart on franchises who have made the most Super Bowls. And, right. and the Patriots are number one at 11. Oh, and then right. the second line was Steelers, Cowboys, Broncos. Oh, okay. And I, I think that if you asked most people across the nation, maybe not just Broncos, across the nation, they would identify that the Steelers and the Cowboys would be on that line, but maybe they'd not executive, Huh? They'd be surprised. They'd be shocked. But that's how great the Broncos franchise has been. And yes. that's why we're all freaking out around here, because we're on that line with those franchises. And we deserve to be there. And I think the Penners know that. And I think that they're – working very very hard to get to make the right decisions to get the broncos back in the right place i really do believe that
0: well i hope they take a quarterback and they can find that guy in this draft i know that people say this all the time it rivals the 83 quarterback draft but there's a lot of quarterbacks in this draft and there seems to be some good ones so we will see chris Dempsey joining me here we got about five more minutes and we're going to move into the Denver Nuggets, uh, you know, a, a team that's close to both of our hearts. Obviously, Chris, Chris travels with the team and covers them and knows them from an intricate standpoint. They've lost three in a row moving into the moving into the uh, All Star break, and they sit right now in the four seed in the West at thirty six and nineteen. They're five and five in the last ten. Timberwolves, Thunder, and Clippers are above them with the Suns, Pelicans, Mavs, and Kings rounding out the top eight lakers and warriors are sitting at nine and ten so that playing tournament was going to be interesting again um are they just a little bored this year they're only sitting three games back i still think they can easily win the west and and host you know the everything again like they did last year winning in five against the heat i mean look the Timberwolves, the thunder the thunder didn't make the playoffs last year although they were in the the play-in tournament and obviously now they're born with all that young talent yeah Are are the Timberwolves and the the Thunder where the Nuggets used to be, where they would be like really good regular season team, get to the playoffs and have to cut their teeth? Because I still don't think any of these squads, the Clippers are loaded. They're loaded. But I don't know if anybody can beat the Nuggets in a seven-game series. Yeah, I agree. I agree.
1: And so the answer to your question about the the Timberwolves and the Thunder um, is, yes, they have to cut their teeth. And actually, the Thunder more so than the Timberwolves. The Timberwolves, they've they've got just enough players on that roster who have been through it that they could probably, I mean, this wouldn't be their first going round because they lost to their Nuggets last year in the first in the first round. Right. But, um, you know, they can reasonably expect that they can make a deep run um, into the playoffs, especially given how they're playing. You know, that team, I, it took me a while to really get a handle on the Timberwolves because sometimes teams get hot and they play really well. And then there's a point of the season is at, at the, you know, they'll falter, they'll fall off. Um, but the Timberwolves are really real, man. They're really real. I mean, that that team is playing great. Rudy Gobert, he looks like the Rudy Gobert back in Utah and is a defensive player of the year days. And, um, you know, they are uh, they will – you will have to deal with the Timberwolves. I think the Thunder, they are going to be a tough out in the playoffs. So much young talent, but you're going to be able to get them in the playoffs over the course of a six or seven-game series because they just – don't have the 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 depth of experience um, that a team like the Nuggets already has. Um, a team like I would liken it to when the uh, the Kings got in last year, and then they lost to the Golden State Warriors. And the Kings were a better team overall than the Golden State Warriors, but Golden State had been there. They were savvy. They understood what how that goes in the playoffs, and they took full advantage. And the Kings will be better for that when they get back into the playoffs this year. So. But, but, Chez, I look at the Nuggets, and I'm not worried. I really am not worried because of a couple of things. One, you had a big chunk of games. They had like 14 games at the beginning of this season where Jamal Murray just didn't play in any of those games because he was injured. And, you know, while in those 14 games they did go 8-6, and six, the deal is is if Jamal Murray was on the court, they probably would have gone more like 11-3. and three. And, you know, those three victories right now, are the difference between being two games back and one game up in the, in the, in the uh, Western conference. Or, um, you know, he didn't, he missed another game, obviously just uh, in this one going into uh, the all-star break and and the nuggets fell apart and the KCP wasn't on that um, on on the team either as he continues to nurse a hamstring injury. So I just think that the injuries which have led to these games where they're playing super shorthanded and, they're losing them is the reason why they are, uh, you know, a couple of games back right now. And if that's the case, then, chess all I really need to see is a healthy Nuggets team going into the playoffs. Because if they're healthy, then the teams will have to deal with them. But if they're going to be missing significant players, then I think we're going to see um, some more kind of head-scratching losses as the season goes on.
0: And we've yeah. seen that in the past, you know, when we've been – shorthanded in the playoffs, Nikola has to do everything and it hasn't worked out well, but when the Nuggets are healthy and full-handed, they're hoisting trophies. So yeah Yeah. how important important do you think it is that they repeat just for Nikola's legacy alone? Because look, I know Jamal's been hurt and that's probably why he didn't make the All-Star game this year. If he would have played in those 14 games, he probably makes the All-Star game. At least I believe that as a Nugget. But at the same time, I still think that people don't really give the nuggets the praise that they should. And Nicole going to always be the all-star. And then, you know, we'll get two guys, three guys from the Clippers and two guys from the Timberwolves. And we'll just shun the nuggets again. Right. I mean, it, it, they just keep motivating this team and they just keep winning. Do they, do they have to be fully healthy in order to really maximize or could they be down a man and still do it?
1: Uh, I, I think the team just does need to be fully healthy. And, and I say that because the depth isn't quite the same. They're trying to, um you know obviously uh develop peyton watson and um get christian brown back on track and um you know julian strother you know he might play a a role so i just think because the the depth is so much younger and still learning and still developing they need to have those all their guys um on the court um just to be able to mitigate some games where the young player isn't maybe playing that well um but the starters the veterans are there because you know, to write to the ship. So I think health really, really does matter for this, this Nuggets team. And if they're healthy, um, I, I got them going right back to the finals. And I think to your point, Chez, I, I think it's important for this team's legacy because there I think there's an element out there of people looking at the Nuggets and going, It's cute. They won. They're it's
0: kind of a one-off.
1: You know, they're, they're they like they, it's
0: they, like Dirk's title in Dallas. Like ah he yeah, got it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like that's it's you know, you, you you pat them on the head, you give them a treat and you like you send them on their way and that's uh, you know, and I and I hate that a lot because, you know, to to watch these other teams get multiple players into All Star festivities, and they're nowhere near as good as the Nuggets is infuriating to me. Yeah. But it's um it's but I get it, I get it. I mean, that the Nuggets are are just living in this universe where they are going to have to scratch and claw and uh you know and fight for every ounce of respect that they will get from anybody outside of this city and state. Um, and, and so I think they'll do that, Chez. I, I really do. I think the West is is good. It's really good, good teams. But I don't think it's nothing. I don't think it's anything that the Nuggets can't handle. And if they handle the West again, somebody's going to have to finally sit up and go, wait, wait, hold on. What are we watching here with this team? And give these um, individuals and that coach, Coach Malone, uh, the credit that they deserve for being the badasses that they are.
0: All right. So I think the Nuggets get back to the finals because they will be healthy in the playoffs. Who do you want them to play in the finals? Do you want to see? I want to see Milwaukee, honestly, because I love Damian Lillard. you think Milwaukee's the beast of the East or is it still Boston?
1: I still give Boston a little edge, but they're, they're showing, you know, they, they're showing cracks in their armor. You know, like it's, the, the Boston has this ability to just play frivolous basketball from time to time um, that gets them beat in games. And quite honestly, got them beat in the series against the uh, Miami heat last year. And so, but having said that, maybe they've learned those lessons because they really do have the most talent, maybe, of any team, like depth of talent. Loaded. Yeah, they really are loaded. So I'm going to give them uh, the slight edge. Um, if Joel Embiid never comes back to the Philadelphia 70s, I actually had the 76ers actually in that spot um, with Joel Embiid. But uh, now if he's not, if he's never going to come back, then I, Philadelphia will slip slide away. So that, huh?
0: He's such a bitch.
1: <laughs> it's, it's, him and
0: Jimmy Davis are like the two biggest bitches in the NBA.
1: Yeah, it's a it's a whole thing with
0: him, but it's but
1: then but, but to your point about Milwaukee, I don't know. You know, I mean, I, you know, can Doc Rivers get that thing together? Because uh, I, you know they still don't really play defense. I know they got they went out and got Patrick Beverly to shore that up a little bit. We'll see if he makes an impact. But if he doesn't, then they're not going to be a good defensive team, and then they will get run over at some point in the playoffs. Um, and then you're looking at some sort, you got to look down the line at a sleeper team like Cleveland or the Knicks. The Knicks. Yeah, exactly right.
0: Knicks. So I've heard that LeBron is on the trade market and he didn't want to go to the Warriors, but the Knicks are sitting out there. Should the last question, should LeBron leave LA and just understand that maybe that, you know, he got a title in the, in the bubble, you know, they made the Western conference finals. It is what it is. I don't know if he's an all-time great Laker, but. Does he need to leave the Lakers or should he just stay put? And he wants to sign an extension and keep playing. Yeah. So is that in L.A. or should he go to the Knicks and, and see if they can run it back in the Eastern Conference?
1: Well, I think he should stay,
0: to be honest with you,
1: because I think the Lakers are finally getting into a space where, you know, they had such bad—it was such a bad financial situation um, with that basketball team. And they're starting to come out on the other side of that a
0: little bit. And, and they that- did this last year, too. They were awful and then they made a run.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so I think there's just a universe where they finally hit on the combinations of players around him and Anthony Davis right. that can you know I, I laugh I laugh um, every time I see Austin Reese chess because I can only hear you call him the banker. The and, banker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but but little things like you know how well he played in the playoffs, well he hadn't even played that well for the most part this season. So I mean can he play well? I know Spencer Dinwiddie's there now. Um, former CU guy so can he help them a little bit Um, I I think if I'm LeBron I would stay there obviously all the rest of his business ventures are there as well but um, I, I, I think I think they can finally start to put real pieces on that team that this year and then maybe next year if he if he's got the got it in his legs to make a
0: run then then they can make another run Chris, thank you so much. Enjoy your time off, brother. Thank you so much for coming on the show. We got to do it again. I definitely miss uh, doing radio with you damn near every day. Uh, The great Chris Dipsy joining us here. Make sure you follow him all over social media and you'll see him all over altitude covering the Nuggets. And I'm sure big things moving forward in life is one of these big stations is going to pick him up here. Uh, at some point, you're gonna see Dempsey on TNT one day with Kenny. Uh, so, <laughs> look, Chris, I, I don't know if I can uh, express my appreciation to you as a, as a brother and a friend and as a mentor more, but I love you, man. You keep doing your thing, and uh, we'll talk again soon. I appreciate you, my guy. I Love you too.
1: Sorry it took me so long to get on with you, man. But uh, wow, love every, love everything you're doing,
0: my guy. I love everything you're doing. I want to come back soon. Yeah, man. We'll do. It. We gotta maybe figure this out so we do it like weekly or something. So. Um, uh, look, I'll I'll reach out next week and we'll figure out another time to get this on. That was awesome, and uh, keep doing your thing down there. Tell uh tell Coach I said hi. Tell Raja said hi, and keep it rolling. We'll do, man. We'll do. Tell All everybody, say right. what's up as well. You know it. The Thanks. great Chris DMC. Thank you so much. Enjoy your uh, time off. Always great to have Chris on the show. He's one of the real ones. I've known Chris for years. He followed or followed. He uh he covered the bus when I played there and. He's been a great and loyal friend forever, and a guy that you can always depend on. Chris Dempsey is a real one, so uh, so awesome to have him on the show today. It took me back a little bit. Uh, as always, it's brought to you by our good friends at Bet Online. We appreciate all of the interaction and the comments about Caleb Williams and the Nugs and the Super Bowl and everything else. Uh, next week, we've got a bunch of guests on. We were supposed to have Mike Pinnell on this week, but we couldn't figure it out. You know, with the thing that happened at the at the uh parade and everything i kind of backed off a little bit so we'll try and get mike on next week but we've got nfl great mike devito on who i played with uh with the jets and is a great kansas chief kansas city chief alum so we'll talk to him about kansas city's dynasty and if he thinks he can repeat it he's right now the player personnel director at the university of maine which is his alma mater bill Beatenbaugh, the outstanding offensive line coach for the oklahoma sooners is going to be on at some point next week And then we're trying to get Coach Ryan Walters on from Purdue. Uh, He'll be on the head coach there at some point. And, uh, you know, we'll just keep rolling and rolling through the guests here on Zero to 60. So I'm your host, Matt McChesney. Thanks to Chris Dempsey. Thanks to everybody that was uh, interacting throughout the show. Appreciate it, folks. Have yourself a great weekend. And we'll be back on Monday on President's Day to uh, have a presidential-type broadcast, right? Which is either going to be me asleep or me talking shit. I don't know if I'm going to go Biden or Trump. So if you find me just then that's the Biden show. If you got me on your talking shit, huh? that's the Trump show. So we'll be back. Enjoy your weekend. Peace.